0: If you strip it down, if you strip it of all of these things out of the money, of the success and the awards and all of this, like what stays there? And what you said, I think I would subscribe to it 100% freedom doing what i intrinsically care about what makes me happy even in my work so that it's not work but that it, it stays a passion even if it's not always 100% all the hours a passion mm-hmm. so maybe it's yeah. about time we change how we perceive success and how we perceive what is a like a good entrepreneur and change these values
1: welcome to the genius women podcast I'm your host, Yulia Denisuk, an award-winning travel photographer and writer with work in some incredible publications like National Geographic, Farm Magazine, and more. And this year, you'll see my name in places like Condé Nast Traveler. I'm on a mission to help other women who want to grow their travel storytelling careers go after their dreams. While feeling supported, worthy, and bold. If you're ready to ditch your fear and doubt to the side, step into your brilliance, and take action on your dreams, you're in the right place. Let's go. Our podcast has turned one year old this October. And in that time, we've reached 10,000 downloads and counting. To celebrate, we're bringing back some of our beloved guests for a check-in to see what's changed for them and what has stayed the same. Today, I'm sharing with you the conversation we recently had on Instagram Live with Marion Pyre, aka Lady Venom, a travel and wildlife photographer based in Vienna, Austria, who was our guest on Season 3. If you haven't yet listened to that original episode, do check it out. We discussed not being afraid to change things later in our lives, looking forward to aging and being the welder of your own happiness. In today's episode, we catch up with Marion and learn more about what she's currently working on and what she's excited about in the next year. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, everyone. There you are hey i hope second time is the charm it is it is it is the charm absolutely absolutely ah so good to see you marion um i want to welcome marion uh to our live today and we're doing these lives under the umbrella of the one year anniversary of our podcast of the genius women community and we had marion on season three of our podcast which was just uh, several months ago and if you haven't yet you have to go and listen to that podcast because marion is amazing and she like we talked about so many incredible things i think for me the biggest takeaway from our chat was that it's really never too late to start doing what you want to do and how we are often our own worst enemy really, because we create so many things in our minds about, you know, the reason why you shouldn't do something or why you, you're not going to be good at it or why you are going to fail? You know? And I think our, our chat for me gave so much inspiration and even made me look at my life differently and, and think like, you know what? It's not too late for me. Like you want to stay in Jordan for two months and study Arabic, go do that. It's not too late, you know? So I love yeah, that. Yeah, this exactly. Yeah. So, So definitely listen to that podcast uh, when you can. And right now, I wanted to check in with you, Marion, and see how this year has gone for you, right? Since we've talked. I've also been stalking you on Instagram. You've been doing lots of amazing projects, uh, which are really cool. So yeah, I'd love to hear how how you're doing now uh, since we last uh, connected.
0: Yeah, so a couple of things have changed, but um, maybe like most importantly for me, I got one of my biggest dream clients this year, which uh, is a a big hotel group of luxury hotels. And uh, in this case, you know, very often I get invited and I get to stay there and I get to produce content, but it's not a paid opportunity which i also do uh, once in a while because i do need you know the uh, portfolio and i need the content for my my blog and my channels yeah. but in this case they did see me visit one of their properties back in summer last year actually which was one of those you know just press trips and i just stayed there unpaid thing and uh, they saw my photos from there and they were like hey Marion we we are like working redoing our social media channels they had a whole process with an agency and everything and we are looking for new photographers for some of our properties so they have over 200 hotels uh, worldwide wow and uh, now i got to shoot uh, the first two of those hotels one in prague and one in milan as like a paid photography job and it's just an added, added benefit that i'm on instagram which is again it's nice that i have my instagram account and it's kind of my my portfolio as well But in this case, I'm hired as a proper photographer. And this for me was, again, like one of those wake up calls where I'm like, hey, I'm really passionate about this is the part where I want to grow more and when I want to do more. So it helps, of course, uh, to get paid for it. But (laughs) it's good also to realize what kind of jobs are really the ones that fit you. Right. And the ones who don't fit you. And there are some jobs like that. You have to slowly and casually, you know, let them (laughs) roll out and stop taking those jobs as well. And that's
1: sometimes not so easy, right? It's not, it's not, but having, having that confidence to say, you know what? I'm just going to lean into this. Oh my God. Can we just? pause for a second and celebrate, that's huge, that's yeah. really beautiful, and, and cheers to that. <laughs> uh, yes, cheers, cheers with
0: my minty, <laughs> water, looks like gin tonic, but it's, it's water,
1: <laughs> that's really amazing, and I think what I pulled out from what you just said, is that you never know who is looking at your work, in which situation, you just never, ever, ever know, it's, and like, that is to me, the, the takeaway here for everyone, is that, We never know who's going to look at our work. So we have to, you know, put our best foot forward and really represent, you know, the kind of work that we would want to be doing. Put it out there. Even if you don't have a big portfolio yet, put it out there. Put your work out there because you never know who is looking. That's just so important. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I'm having a hard time posting on Instagram because it's getting less and less enticing or Let's just say it's getting more frustrating, really, yes. because, I mean, as a photographer, especially, I just posted a story about it. And I got so much feedback because photography is at the core of Instagram. It's what it was all about when it was founded. and well, it used and to It be. Seems,
1: used to be. Exactly. Like
0: and it's 100% <laughs> changing. And I mean, Instagram itself, they, they say basically uh, photography is over and it's all about video content. And it's all about putting your face in front of the camera, basically. So things I uh, have a hard time with, usually. So um it is a bit frustrating that the content that I am putting out there is getting less and less reach and is getting less and less uh, just uh, engagement and everything. So, But in the end, as you said, it doesn't really matter if it's 10,000 people that see it or 15,000 people that see it or whatever. It's important that the one right person sees it. And in my case, uh, that happened now, right? And, it, and I do have, you know, these crazy amount of followers. But if I had just, I don't know, 100 followers, and it would be the right ones that would see that kind of stuff that I'm putting out there it would be enough. So yeah, as you said, you have to communicate, you have to promote. And I know for many artists, this is a, an impossible task. Mm-hmm. And somehow you have to jump over that hurdle. And even if you're not confident with your work, which happens to me a lot as well, that I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm looking up to other photographers and I'm, I feel like I'm never there and I'm never going to be there maybe. But still, I like the best I can do. I have to put out there, and I have to even if I'm not hundred percent proud, <laughs> I have to at least give me the chance for for some visibility.
1: Yes, goodness, so so many things you said there that are resonating with me. First, you know, promoting your work. I sort of see it as share your work, right? Share. What excites you? Um, Share what you're working on. And yeah, like promoting is really hard. I've gotten better at it, by the way. Over the last year of doing Genius Women, I've gotten better at it. But I I definitely relate to that. And the second thing that you said about confidence and you not being sure if your work is good enough. Guys, everybody who's watching now and who's going to look at it later... This is such a reminder for all of us that this is an ever-evolving journey because even at the level of marion who is a pretty successful amazing accomplished photographer who is still having those thoughts i have those thoughts regularly as well you know it's it's an ever-evolving journey and we're, we get better at it with time for sure but you know it never never goes away completely so I think it's important that we talk about it too and acknowledge that all of us have those thoughts, not just when you're just starting out or, you know, it's, it's ongoing.
0: Yeah, it's not a taboo. I think it's totally fine to also question, you know, your own work and where you what you're doing. So Because this is, in the end, it's a phase of development and it will bring you somewhere. And it, the journey of getting better or getting somewhere, whatever you want to call it, that never ends. I think when you're like really content and you feel like, oh, I've got it and I've managed it all and I've figured stuff out, and you, you're probably already dead. <laughs> Life
1: is <over. laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And you know what you said about Instagram being this app that is really frustrating now? I mean, I think we also have to experiment with other avenues. Maybe there is. Don't say TikTok. That's you know, I made an account on TikTok and I lasted maybe two or three days on there and that's it. I, I just I feel yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, some. Some people are natural in that way of communicating, right? Yeah. 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 No, TikTok <laughs> works. I mean, it works wonders. If you look at how people grow their, their
0: Instagram accounts these days, it's through TikTok. Instagram itself, like there is no organic growth like it used to be in the first few years of Instagram or not that easily. But on TikTok, seriously, you can grow your account within a few weeks, even to millions of followers if you do the right stuff. But, and it's not just, you know, dance videos and lip syncing and stuff. It's, there's some intelligent stuff happening. There's science shows. There's really interesting things happening in it, but I don't see a great space for, for travel photography. So this is where Mm. I'm struggling with it because it's not a photo platform. It's a video platform mostly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're able to sort of convert somehow your travel photography experiences into travel videos that you're also like maybe behind the scenes or something like that, that could be a way. But yeah, I, I agree with you. But I actually wanted to say, not TikTok, but I wanted to share an example from my own career of Clubhouse. You know, Clubhouse was really booming at the beginning of this year. And I mean, it's still on, you know, it's still, it's still on. People are still on there. I'm no longer on. But for some time, I was really active. I I did like weekly talks uh, on Clubhouse. And, you know, again, to the point that you never know who is in the room, you never know who is listening or looking at your work. After one of the talks I had, somebody reached out to me, and it was an editor at at a pretty big uh, publication. And she's like, hey, Yuli, I, I heard you speak, you know, let's see if we can work together. And I just I, I didn't even know if she was that she was in the room, you know. So you just honestly, if you're open to opportunities and it can be going to an event in your in your city, maybe something's happening in your city where you can meet people. I think the more you can open yourself to these types of opportunities, the better chances you have to have something come of it. you know. I agree. I agree. I have a hard time with events and all these things like I prefer less social
0: gatherings but uh, that's mm-hmm. a very personal uh, preference so for me it's a bit challenging I do uh, have no problem with like speaking on a stage or something where I'm in front of many many people but this uh, one-on-one um, social chit chat stuff I have a hard time with that so I think it's important to also acknowledge what kind of if you want to call it marketing or however you want to call it self-branding is is feasible for you and Clubhouse I did as well and I liked it for a few months but yeah uh, we did a few as well
1: together <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, and I remember it was c- quite fun and because you didn't have to put your face out there which was uh quite nice and comforting but uh, mm-hmm. it sort of stopped and the allure I don't know it waned quite quickly but you never know what's next right I mean now we're or moving into the metaverse and then it's oh not our God, face yeah. in front of the camera but it's like our avatar's face which maybe is more convenient so we'll see what's next but yeah the, the, what the, you the, said like, is true like never like close yourself off of opportunities especially if you're craving for some change or you're craving for growth or whatever right i mean if you have a wish for something then you have to as you said like open some doors wherever they may be yeah
1: yes oh I love I love that I love that Marianne you know I I wanted to ask you a question so I was re-listening to our conversation today on our podcast just sort of you know prepare for our check-in now and there's something that you said there that I'm curious if, if you still do that as you sort of look forward to 2022 so you said that the beginning when you were having a hard time at your job and you wanted to change things but you weren't sure how or you know where to start you actually wrote down on a piece of paper how you're going to be working in the future and you had this really clear vision you didn't know how you're going to get there but you had a vision of how you wanted your work to look like and i'm curious if that's a practice that you continue perhaps in a slightly altered way, as you think about, okay, what is the next year going to look like? What is the next three years going to look like, right? Like, how do you think about that now?
0: Yeah, I think we are lucky, uh, actually, that we live in a place where the end of the year coincides with very long nights and it's getting cold and dark mm-hmm. and you can send, somehow, you know, close yourself off in a locked room. And uh, I always use this space, like the end of the year is always kind of a mental inventory. That's how I would call it. So by now I have a much clearer idea what kind of work I like, not just how I want to work, which was at the beginning of the transition phase to to self-employment. But now I have a clearer idea. So it's a bit more structured what I do, but I still do this inventory. And I even brought it with me because I thought it's like maybe nice to show how not beautiful it is. (laughs) Ah, I love it's
1: it. It's really just it.
0: a piece of paper. It's super, super simple. And uh, what I put on that piece of paper is all the different projects that I've been working on. Like I have my blog on there, and I have my social media agency, and the Prince for Wildlife fundraiser, and all the things I've been doing this year. And then I do something, I don't know, in German, it's called snowballing technique. I don't know if it's the same term in English. So I just write some words that would align with this kind of project. What is it about? And then there would be words like it's about social media, it's about photography, about travel, about conservation. I don't know, whatever words would fit to that project. And then I try to find um, a common denominator. So something that Mm -hmm. unites all these projects. And this should be something that is at the core of what I want to do, which is travel photography. And if it's not aligning with this core thing that I really strive to do, then I have to, you know, take inventory like why did i do that anyhow do i still want to continue this path yes or no and just kind of yeah structure my uh, the time and effort that i spend on my on my mm-hmm. project and this is for me like a very simple technique that i do at the end of the year and that helps me then plan a little bit for the next year what kind of projects to pursue which ones to drop or where is maybe a potential for for something new that i didn't see before that could unite more of the things that i that i'm passionate about so it's getting, yeah, it's getting more structured. It's not just as uh, <laughs> superficial as it was a couple of years ago, but it's still very helpful and also very needed for me at the end of the year to do that. I always oh, feel if I don't do that, I'm like, I don't know, I'm just going on a path without a direction.
1: Yes, I, I love that. I, I really love that you shared this exercise with us. And, you know, I invite everybody who's going to listen to adopt some form of that because I think for people who work, you know, for ourselves in this creative industry, nobody's going to tell you what to do, right? There is no direction coming from your boss or, you know, a company. You have to sort of chart your own path and somehow figure out if what you're working on is adding up to something bigger. It's adding up to the vision that you have, right? For yourself. So to me, it sounds like what you just described is exactly that you're, you're evaluating. The things that you've worked on for the past year and you're trying to see if you know if it's added to that bigger vision uh or mission even let's say that you have for yourself and i think a lot of us have a lot of different projects like i have that too you know i have my no man in jews group that i'm taking people to jordan with me and other countries i have genius women i have my travel journalism career and I actually do that, too. Like, I have this, I, I'm not as structured as you are. For me, it's more in my head. It's not on a piece of paper, which I think I should start. But I'm like, what unites all this, you know? And for me, it's my love for trouble and connecting people and exploring. And that's how I see that all of the things that I'm doing are actually adding up to this bigger vision that I have for myself and for my work. I think it's super important for people like us in this space. We need that clarity for ourselves. I love that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It's like resetting the compass, sort of. You know, you're you're looking at all the things, all the directions you went in this year, and then you're like, okay, good. Which of all the directions is the one that I want to pursue more in in the next year? And of course, you know, it's not a hundred percent easy decision. It's not like okay, it's super clear at the end of December. I know exactly <laughs> what I want to do on on first of January. It's not always like that. But it does help. It does help. Also, when you get, you know, requests, which I still get, if I say yes or no to them, you know, it's not always me actively pursuing a project, but I do get requests or inquiries of brands or whatever to want to work with me. And it just helps me to have this internal compass that, yeah. Let's me decide if I want to do it or or not. And funny enough, like in all the projects I'm doing, none of them say it's, I'm doing it because of the money. None of them. So I don't know why. Maybe it's just me personally. Um, I just met actually a neighbor of mine and she's like a female entrepreneur in the um, nutrition business. And she went to a female, um, like one year program about getting her first million euros revenue in the year. So this Mm -hmm. is kind of her goal. And I totally Like, I think it's amazing that she's doing that and she's putting the effort in there and she's putting the work in there. But it's for me, it's not a motivation. I couldn't care less about making a million or not. Like, I do care that I can afford the travel experiences that I want to have even if I'm not invited and it's not a paid project that's what I care about but it's not about one million or two millions or hundred thousand euros or whatever in, in revenue but yeah, yeah very personal very personal for me I don't know if it's the same for for other people who are self-employed maybe I should chase the dollars more but
1: <laughs> I'm not so good at it yeah I I'm completely there with you I'm not motivated by money if I was I probably would have stayed in corporate because the you know the salary the predictability, all of that. But to say, to add an interesting wrinkle into that, I did recently join, well, last year I joined also a program that's called We Should All Be Millionaires. And that program is led by a woman who is actually helping other women to look at money differently and to look at our work in connection with money differently. And so, yeah, so that program was about, you know, because the statistics are actually really dire. I don't know how it is in Europe, but in the States, I think less than, I don't remember what was the statistic, but it was something very, very low, like less than 5% of women-run businesses are, you know, successful or like have revenue that makes sense. And I I don't remember the exact statistic, but basically the point was that women don't have a really good relationship with money because for over so many years, like we we weren't able to have bank accounts until the seventies, nineteen seventies in the states, you know. So I think it does something to you generationally. So it's a slightly different direction, right? It's not so much about chasing the dollar, but it's more about changing your relationship with money, which I, I really enjoy. But yeah, I'm not I'm not motivated by money as such as well. I I want to make sure that. The work that I do, that I I can support myself with it, that I want to make sure that I have a certain freedom in my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Again, to be able to, you know, stay in Jordan until the end of the year and study Arabic if I want to and still continue my work. Like that's that's what motivates me, that freedom, you know?
0: I'm absolutely with you. So I don't know, maybe it's even a good success story, that statistic, whatever it is, that, you know, female-led businesses are not only after the money. And maybe that's not the one driving factor behind it, because I think this whole, uh, let's call it the capitalism uh, structure of how how enterprises, how companies are built to behave. I Mm -hmm. think this is kind of the fault in the system per se, because I didn't become self-employed to add to a statistic of how many dollars I make a year. This is not an intrinsical value that motivates me to do anything. And the same goes for success, honestly. I don't care, you know, I'm not one of those people who would put in their uh, Instagram bio that I'm an award-winning photographer or something. I don't care for awards. I know you need them to be more successful, but I I also don't care about the success in it. So, and if you strip it down, if you strip it of all of these things, out of the money, of the success and the awards and all of this, like what stays there? And what you said, I think I would, you know, subscribe to it 100%. Freedom doing what I intrinsically care about, what makes me happy, even in my work, so that it's not work, but that it, it stays a passion, even if it's not always 100% all the hours a passion. But, uh, yeah, that just has more value to, for me. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's yeah. about time we change how we perceive success and how we perceive what is a, like a good entrepreneur and change these values, change the system, oh, yeah. basically.
1: I love that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm 100% with you there. And oh, I had a very brilliant thought, but then it just sort of <laughs> made in my head. No worries.
0: But I mean, <laughs> I do agree that it's important to like, kind of care about money in some sort of sense, because in the beginning of your career, you're definitely undervaluing yourself. You're doing all the wrong calculations. You're not charging for whatever you're worth be it your time, your expertise, all the years you put into building uh, your career and your expertise. Yeah. So uh, there is a value to, as you said, maybe changing your mindset about money, but it should not become the first priority in, in your business endeavors. I think that, that would just not make sense.
1: I agree, I agree. And I think to your point about what drives us is you know, that freedom and that ability to do work that doesn't feel like work. I honestly feel like we live in a, a really amazing time in our lives where more and more people are able to do that. And of course, that that comes with a big caveat that a lot of people with privilege are able to do that. Right. But, you know, there's so many more opportunities now than ever before to do something, you know, to create something out of nothing to carve out your own space in the creative field in any field really there's just i don't know and and we do have to thank apps like instagram and the internet and all of that for most of that honestly right because i even think like even i think back to early 2000s when i came to the states you know and, and started my sort of experience here the internet, as such, still didn't exist, really. Uh, so you were really limited in what you could do as a career, as a path forward. And now it's, it's an incredible wild, wild west of things you could be doing, you know, yeah. which is sort of interesting.
0: Yeah, it's also you know, overwhelming, I think. Like, too many opportunities are sometimes also a challenge. At least it was yes. like that for me, that I, like, I had no idea where to go with my career because there were too many options. And I had no clue which ones to, to pick for myself but uh what i read uh lately about the metaverse because we touched about that a little bit it's what was quite interesting like the analysis was that we didn't spend any time in uh, the online world let's put it like this maybe 50 years 60 years ago before the internet was basically there. Then we started looking at screens with television, which maybe was 10% of our time or whatever. Then we started looking at phone screens, computer screens, and now it's maybe 50, 60% of our time, if you are being honest with yourself, that you are looking into screens and that you're (laughs) spending in, in your online world as opposed to the real world. And with the metaverse, the direction is that basically 80, 90, maybe at some point, a hundred percent of your life is moving into an, an online universe. Wow. And this is, you know, for me, I'm like, I'm an old school person. This is super frightening. My husband, he loves the future. He's like, I'm all in it. And like he's buying cryptocurrencies and I don't know all <laughs> of that stuff. So he's preparing for the metaverse and for his digital life. But I have serious doubts and serious fears about where this is going to lead us is artificial intelligence gonna be taking better photos than I could ever do with my camera and like my old school techniques where is all of this leading so yeah I don't think we're we're stopping at any point here there's going to be more and more change and we have to stay open and this is kind of for me again frightening (laughs) so I'd rather be in the real life and you know go on safari and be in the bush and have no internet for a while but at the same time, I have to adapt and I have to kind of live in the world we live in right now. And it's going to be more of an online world for sure. So whatever yeah. this metaverse is going to look like, and I don't know if we will live to see it, maybe parts of it, yeah. but it's, it's going to be interesting. And I, I said to, to my husband, if it's anything like the holodeck on Star Trek, like count me in. If I can just walk through the door and I'm in Jordan with you in Wadi Ram, I mean, like I'm good, Um. but it better be, it better feel real, right? It has to have the smell and the tactical senses and all of it. So I'm not happy with uh, just a screen, but yeah, we might get there sooner than later. Who knows?
1: Yes, I'm. I'm with you, hundred percent. And you know, it's interesting what you said about artificial intelligence. Will maybe we'll be taking better photos than we ever will. To be honest, I'm really a romantic in that sense. I feel like nothing can replace the human elements in creativity in how we see things in beauty you know but maybe i will be proven wrong too Who knows? (laughs) i think i mean they're doing tests and studies about that
0: right and even trying you know have people show work to people and they should dissect and, and analyze if it's made by a human or by a computer and i think none of us can can tell basically anymore
1: Really it's getting oh bigger and better. That is
0: that is really scary. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm saying, like, I'm I'm old school. I wish I could, you know, live in Africa in the bush and have no internet and take photos of animals all day long, but the reality is a little different and we have to arrange ourselves with, with that. Definitely.
1: Well, I want to I want to give people who are joining us live now a chance to perhaps ask questions if you if you would like. So there's something that you wanted to ask. Marion or myself, please feel free to join us in the chat, join us in the comments share share your thoughts, share your questions with us and we want to thank you for joining us today on this check-in with Marion who is this incredible travel and wildlife photographer. I first connected with Marion on Instagram and uh, she was a guest on my podcast Genius Women in season 3 which was a wonderful chat and we actually met this summer in Austria. I was so happy to meet Marion. Talk about real life. I was there on assignment uh, in Austria for a magazine and I, I had some time to meet and it was so awesome to hug you. And Has
0: your Austria story been published yet? Is it out already?
1: No, no, it's slated for next year. That's a problem with these, like the timelines are so long in some of these cases, you know. That's it's pushing very, your relations. You know, yeah. And the thing is that I can't publish any photos on Instagram. I can't share anything. For like so a you year. have to wait. Yeah, so until next year, it's not real. You didn't
0: visit Austria at all. Not really. I, know, I know. <laughs> Not publicly.
1: I know. Yes. You know, that's like talk about clash of the worlds, right? How, you know, print magazines and the immediacy of uh, social media and the long timelines of print magazines. It's crazy. I mean, you know, the print magazines still exist. They're, they haven't yet completely vanished. And in fact, a lot of brands are reimagining what a print magazine is, you know, for a lot of them, it becomes sort of this very exclusive, very flagship event, even when they, Mm. because right, when we no longer hold stuff in our hands, when you do end up holding something in your hands, it becomes like this very special thing. But yeah, it's, it's two completely different worlds, social media and reels and the immediacy of that, and then the timeline of a year. Hard to imagine
0: to wait so long to, to publish your photos, because I'm so used to basically editing while I'm on a, on a trip and then putting it out at least, you know, the same night, some, at least an Instagram story, some stuff so that it's kind of life, life, what, what I'm doing. But waiting a year, I think it would almost make things seem unreal. Like I, I really haven't been there because it has been sitting on my hard drives for a year. But yeah, I agree. Yes. Like having something, you know, in your hands and having this tactile sensation. And if it's done, you know, beautifully printed on beautiful paper, it has a certain quality. Like a photoprint has a different value than a JPEG on a, on a hard disk, for sure. But this is uh, stated in 2021, so if we talk in, I don't know, (laughs) 2090, or I don't know, whenever the metaverse is more real, I don't know, things might have changed. And you can
1: maybe, you know, get a tactile sensation while you're hooked up to the internet. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Yes. If you guys, uh, I see some some new people have joined us To If you have questions for Marion or for myself, please feel free. I see that Damien has joined. It's been a while since I've seen you, Damien. Nice to see you. If you have any questions, definitely drop them in the chat. And I want to ask you, Marion, what are you excited about for 2022? Oh my god! I was not prepared
0: for that question. It's too early. (laughs) I'm still wrapping up 2021 in my brain. But you know, since COVID, I'd like my life has changed in the sense that I'm not making travel plans as long ahead anymore. So I don't know if this is going to change. I hope it's going to change eventually. So basically I'm lining up for my my third shot of vaccine so that I'll be ready and prepared for the next trips. And yeah, can you say that you're excited about a vaccine? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's <laughs> too, too much, but I'm definitely excited for, for you know, returning back to some sort of normalcy. And I hope that will arrive sooner than later. And I don't know if I want to go back to planning all my year ahead for, for such a long period of time. I do like the more short-term nature of traveling and being more flexible. So yeah, that's it. I think no more excitement than, than that, having more opportunities, being more open for whatever comes uh, on a short-term basis and I don't even have like the next big thing aligned for uh, 2022, two. two, is the next. I don't so have any plans. Already,
1: yes. Do you have
0: plans for after your Arabic uh, lessons in, in Jordan already?
1: Uh, somewhat. Yes, somewhat. I mean, only for the, maybe the first quarter of the year, you know, some things like there's a conference in January, for example, that I want to go to and stuff like that, but not, not nothing However, with that said, I do want to say that I am already planning lots of things for 2022, particularly for the Genius Women community. Hint, hint for anyone who's listening, who's in the community, we're going to do an awesome retreat next year. Uh, And this is the first time I'm talking about it publicly. Oh my God, maybe too prematurely. But yeah, that's something that I'm working on is to do like a Genius Women retreat where we go to a very nice place and spend time on ourselves on our creativity on our community and that sounds you know i'm really excited about that how
0: can people um, you know stay in a loop about that
1: should they sign up somewhere or like how would we learn about it when it's set in um, stone yeah follow us on instagram yeah genius women on instagram that's that's how people can can learn about that but yeah so i i have some big big ideas and big plans for next year you know nothing set in stone but you know it's funny i will share this with you maybe this is uh relevant as part of that we should all be millionaires community that i was talking about you know that that looks at you know your relationship with money as a woman and all of that, they had us do this. We had to take a, a a test that determines your key skills or or your key strong points for your personality. Right? What are some of your key uh, key strong points? And it was done by Nielsen, which Nielsen is a market research firm. You know, they, they, they have lots of expertise in that area. Um, and anyhow, long story short, I did that test and I got my results. And one of my key skills, actually my number one skill, strong point in my personality is visionary, meaning I'm able to inspire other people and I'm able to paint a picture of something that doesn't yet exist. That gets other people excited. And it was so cool to learn that about myself because I I never thought that that's the case. But even my work with the Genius Women community kind of shows that that's the case, you know? So all of that to say that that's why I'm always thinking about you know grand visions for the next year like a retreat somewhere beautiful and things like that because that's my personality that's my strong point so uh, that's yeah. so
0: funny I mean I'm really I'm the polar opposite I would be interested in what my uh, test would say would maybe be like I don't know a historian or something <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always kind of attracted by the past more more than the future <laughs> but yeah I think this is one of my biggest weaknesses for sure is it? visioning the, the future and I, I know that mm. about myself like I have learned that in the in the last few years that I'm not one of those people who is always living in ideas and visions for for their future so I have to kind of force myself more to to do that and I know it's important mm. so you caught yeah. me there when you asked for like what I'm excited about for next year <laughs> because I didn't have anything in store see so this is my to do for the end of December after the
1: holidays I will
0: become I will put some visions down on some piece of paper because I need that.
1: However, I want to say that power, there is power and there is impact in leaning into what is your strong point, right? Which is also another thing that this, this program has taught me that, you know, we all have different strong points and for someone like me being a visionary, so I'm leaning into that. For someone else, it's something completely opposite, which I am very weak in. And so I think the power comes in knowing what your strong points are and then leaning into them and outsourcing everything else. That sounds like a very good plan. Hey, Julia, you have to share with me how, where and how you can do that Nielsen test. Yes, it's called Clifton Strengths Finder and I'll send you a link to that later on. And for others as well, it's called clifton Strengths finder test so when you put that in in google you can uh, you can find that for sure but I'll, I'll i'll share with you
0: a link to it perfect that's super nice thank you so
1: much because i do
0: agree you have to know what your strengths are for sure and i think it's maybe sometimes easier with a test than kind of finding it out the hard way by trying out
1: yeah and i think it gives you some perspective and some structure i mean honestly even to this day i i screenshotted the test results And it came into my folder. I have a folder on my laptop where I keep all the praise that people have ever shared with me about me, about my work. If I ever feel down or if I ever feel like something is not working out the way I want, I go into that folder and I scroll through some of those things. And that test result is there because it showed me... That I'm on the right path, you know, because I'm leaning into these things that I'm strong in. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's super useful. I think it's super useful to, to know these things. So that sounds like a very good technique.
0: I think I have to create one of those folders as well.
1: Yes. I recommend it to everyone. We, we all need those, you know, we all need those folders. So definitely. <laughs> sure. Amazing. Well, so nobody's taking us up on that offer to send us a question, which is totally fine. You guys are totally fine. Uh, my Arabic class is starting soon. So I, I have to start wrapping up. But I'm always so happy to talk to you, Marion. And I feel like our talks can go on forever. I had the same feeling in our podcast when we were recording. I just wanted to keep talking to you. Um, (laughs) It's
0: always lovely to to talk to you. Thank you so much for for having me again in, in your live chat and your series. Yeah, I'm also excited to see when you
1: release the infos about the retreat. I'm really excited to hear more about that. And I want to say thank you for updating us on all the things that are happening for you, uh, sharing some of your practices with us. I think that was really powerful too. If people can take away some of those. Uh, I think that's really helpful. And congrats again on getting that client of yours. I saw the work you did. I think it was Milan, maybe the last one that you did. Mm, that was brilliant, 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 brilliant work. I saw it on your stories, really just Beautiful work. Thank you. Really well Thank done. you so much. And this is,
0: again, this is has come as such a surprise and is such a wonderful way to kind of end of the year. And I do hope the client will be happy. I have yet to deliver everything. And if they are, then maybe this continues to be like a more long standing relationship. So this would be one of my visions
1: and goals for, for next yeah. year. Fingers crossed. For sure. For sure. Fingers crossed for you. And I know it will happen. It will happen for sure. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Marion. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And thank you to all of our viewers who have joined us today and spent this hour with us. Really appreciate it. And go check out Marion and her Instagram. She's at Lady Venom on instagram and there is a backstory behind that handle that you will learn if you listen to our genius women podcast with marion because we went into that backstory by the way filling
0: all the the saucy secrets
1: thank you thank you again (laughs) for having me have a
0: beautiful night end of the night and arabic course in jordan in amman and uh, let's see where our paths cross again after vienna hopefully somewhere else I hope so. I
1: hope so too. Thank you, Marion. Talk to you soon. Bye, (laughs) Julia. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed catching up with Marion as much as I did. And if so, please consider leaving us a review so that more listeners could find our show. I can't stress how important it is for us to get reviews of our podcast. It really helps to get in front of more people who might enjoy our show. So if you've been inspired by something you heard today in our conversation with Marion or in any other episodes of our show, please consider leaving us your review. It's one of the best ways you can support our podcast. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week for a very special conversation with one of my favorite people.